and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. <laughs> and I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And today, we will be catching up on the movies. Movies? <laughs> I'm definitely not 100% as we record this today, so I apologise in advance. So, we'll be catching up on the movies that we're looking forward to in 2021. However, before that, Ross, how the devil are you, sir? Um... It's a bit day, isn't it? It's yeah. It's uh, I mean, we're doing right actually. Like we had, we've been having some very nice walks with Rambo, Jenny, and I. It's really there's a place called Cody Dock near where I live, which is a very nice place. So they have a cafe, which is a uh, like uh, it's like a van. It's like a van that sells food, you know, like pastries nice. and whatever, and you know, uh, paninis, all that stuff. And then they've got loads of. It's like a big open space with tables, so you can sort of go and have food. Um, nice. I can't, that's nice. And I, I cannot believe how much I'm clinging to that. As like, a, oh, that's almost like we could do this anytime. We could go there anytime and get food and sit down. Yeah. Dog, you know, and just, just, <clears throat> it's almost like, almost like something normal, kind of. Yeah, we've got a similar thing just opposite where we live, um, called the Perch, and they do take out food, and you can just sit on the wall nearby and just, you know, have like chili, uh, sorry, chorizo chips with cheese, which is. Nice, fantastic, or churros, or coffee. They do churros. churros. Yep, they do churros. Uh, and also just coffee, right? So sometimes it's nice to break the day up to go over, get a cup of coffee, and then come back to work. So right, yeah, it's weird how like that's a very small thing, and I'm clutching onto it with like both hands. To be honest, yeah, it's exactly that because you know at the end of the day, there's not much else to, to clutch onto and. Like, like my first thing of the year, and I, I knew this would happen because it was always going to be too early in the year, but the f- my first thing of the year that I was looking forward to, we were going to see, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Jesus freaking Christ. You can tell I'm just not 100% today. Um, well, Brian I'm Blessed. Not- we were going to go and see Brian Blessed in January. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, we did, this is his one-man show, presumably. Yeah. It, it is absolutely incredible. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, I, you must I, see it. Uh, and obviously, of course, it's been postponed. So that was like, the, yeah. that's the first thing of the year to, to be postponed. And I think the next thing is we're going to London Zoo um, to stay over for the night in February. I'm pretty sure that's now going to be cancelled. So, you know, it's like already we've got back into that 2020 routine of having something to look forward to and, and cancelled. And obviously, tomorrow, as we record this today, it's my daughter's birthday. She's going to be like a, a oh, lockdown birthday. birthday. Working from her, she's gonna be like homeschooling on her birthday, which is just a weird thing. But uh, yeah, hey, strange. at least we have movies, um, and and also the 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 always entertaining uh, collapsing of democracy in America. Oh, I mean, I didn't even want to get into. Uh, I'll be brief on this. I'll be really brief on this. Um, every single person who who did that, every single person who did that, is responsible for all the people who died on that yeah. day. All yeah, they should people, be done for attempted murder. All of those or, people uh, should act or manslaughter, manslaughter, manslaughter whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Every single one of them should be in prison now. That's and, it. Done. Nothing and I, else. Tough shit. I didn't think that would happen, be. didn't you? Yeah, I, I I can't believe that I'm actually saying it as like a I want all those people in prison. Yeah. Na- now. Now. Although although the Viking guy, um, I think might have oh, a, yeah. I think he might have an iconic life that lives. Was on he Vi- was he Viking or was it was he a re- I couldn't tell what Berserker, it was. I don't know what it was. was but... a, yeah, chaotic chaotic warrior. I t- take the, the one lesson <laughs> chaotic, that I he's a chaotic warrior. They'll make he, does, like, he, has, he has to roll a twenty sided dice to do anything. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda is already writing a musical about what happened last oh, I'm week. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, my my only take. Insane. My only takeaway from the whole thing is it proves finally that walls do not work as a way to protect a building or a country. True, but have you heard that they're building this seven-foot protective wall around the building because of the for the inauguration? Honestly, it's a <laughs> seven-foot, seven-foot like impenetrable. Like, uh, presumably, it'll have stuff all over the walls to stop people. Do what they... Because, quite frankly, I th- this is the thing, right? They shouldn't do it. I don't blame them for doing it. No, because that was. Inside. Oh, by the way, the other people who should be in prison are the, the, the security people who opened up the doors to let people walk in. That's insane. Um, they should be also, in prison immediately. What was great was seeing the photographs of what the Capitol building was like just a couple of months before oh, for yeah. Black Lives Matter with yeah. armed guards like forming a, an yeah. impenetrable wall. 
and you kind of go, yeah. hmm, slightly different. Um, yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy shit. Uh, what did you know? What what I was half expecting at one point was um, was uh, Gerard Butler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick Hughes. I was expecting Rick Hughes was at the front, forefront of the wall, like taking over. Yeah, and then Gerard Butler's going to swing in at some point save, save the day. and save the day. And he's going to be, or, or Jamie Foxx is going to be riding a, a car with the president in firing machine guns. Do you know what they need? They, they just need to um, advance the aliens' um, sentry guns up a few years. Yes, yes, just get those put into the corridors and have them awesome. turn to Anyway, let's uh let's talk the films we've been watching most uh, recently. See, and... I can't just 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 to top that off, I can't figure out if my opinions on this make me hardcore right wing or like democratic properly. Like I can't figure out if what that makes me now. It's it's thrown my sense of self-identity. Because I know that I'm right wing. Well, because like, like I, I think the people who are the stupidest people say they're only right wing or they're left wing, and then they make everything fit that. Thing, yeah, 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 Right. Yeah. I know. Like most people should understand pretty much that some of their opinions are right wing, some of them are left. I don't even like yeah. right wing and left wing because it doesn't really make any sense. But everyone is di- like has different bits of them, right? Like different opinions. You, you, you're not just one thing. The people who force themselves into one thing, I think, are like religious people, stupid people. But well, um, and and Amer- but American. I can't figure out why I am though. And American politics, right? American politics right, yes, is the most split themselves. Is literally, yes. I am born a Democrat. I, in my life, I have voted for the Greens for political yeah. reasons, for not for political yeah. reasons, for for tactical reasons. Yeah, I voted for the Lib Dems. I voted for Labour, and I voted for Conservative. Right. And at different points, I've done it for different reasons. Yeah, and you're right. There are people here who will only ever vote, for example, the Labour Party. There are people, and there are, and, uh, I don't say in a weird way, being a person of the Jewish tribe myself, there are Jewish people who will always vote Labour because traditionally Labour used to be the party of the Jewish people in broad strokes, right? And there are people who are still, I'm quite sure, still voting that, even though the Labour Party is nothing like the Labour Party it used to be, no. like ever, but they will always just vote Labour because that's what you do. Just like very conservative people who do the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and you just go, and that's all you don't you understand that that isn't, what it was now like how 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 do you at what point do you go maybe i should reassess what i'm voting for here like who i'm voting for here yeah, yeah. it's 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 weird doing things blindly is never good yes um, absolutely. right politics shelves <laughs> this is ross and phil talk movies once again we'll be launching ross and phil talk politics uh in the spring um I'm only partly joking about that one. Maybe doing one-off. Uh, anyway, let's talk movies. Uh, you've been doing Jackie Chanuary. I fucking love that title, by the way. Thank you. Thank Amazing. You. Hashtag, hashtag Jackie. The funny thing is, I came up with it in like, over the end of October. I think I was thinking about it in, 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 in October. And my brain was just going through months of what could you do for, you know, martial arts, which is yeah. what I do. Um, but Jackie Chanuary. And what, what I was overjoyed to find was when I first did the hashtag, not this matters because it makes me sound terribly self-important. But when I first did the hashtag on Instagram, there was only one post for Jackie Chanuary. Um, and it was like someone had done it like a couple of years ago, but not not what I'm doing. Just just they just hashtag Jackie Chanuary for some a piece of artwork they've done. So I was like, yes. <clears throat> I can say, um, yes. So for anyone who doesn't know, Jackie hashtag Jackie Chanuary is watching one Jackie Chan film every day through the month of January. It kind of makes sense, right? I will That's- say. I, I will say, right. You're going to run out of good weeks. films pretty quick, though. Uh, I think. Right. So here's the thing. <laughs> the last week, the last week is going to be quite farrow in terms of good Jackie well, Chan films. I, I, uh, <laughs> what I was literally about to say was so. So one of the reasons why I've done there's a few. I'm there. One of the reasons I've done it is again for anyone who doesn't know. In the last couple of years, Eureka uh, video and 88 films have brought out an incredible plethora. Amazing. Simply like, amazing. Simply amazing plethora of Jackie Chan, as well as other things, with brilliant presentations, great commentaries, all of these things. And I obviously haven't gone through the extras yet, but sincerely, superb. And, and now having watched some of them, I can attest, get those Blu-rays. They are absolutely cracking. Yeah. So... And it had occurred to me that, of course, in quite a long time, I hadn't watched a Jackie Chan film. Like, not one of the good ones, because in the last 15 years, they have 99% been jagged. Like, complete jagged. Oh, no, I mean, I, I can't remember the fan. last... I, God, was the last Jackie Chan film I watched Around the World in 80 Days? You see, that was okay. 
Like, yeah. I, I would say the Vassal film is okay. And Forbidden Kingdom, the thing you did with Jet Li, fairly okay. Like, fair, I think that's 2008, 2009. Like, that fantasy movie, that's fairly okay. And look, there's been a couple sporadically here and there. Um, but I haven't watched what I would call a good, good Jackie Chan film in certainly more than 10 years. And I haven't gone back to watching those films. Like, I probably have seen one here and there very sporadically. Just as a, you know, like, oh, I'd love to put that back on again. Like Project A is one of my yeah, favourite yeah, ones. Yeah. Anyway, short, short version. But I haven't sat, sat through the films in a long time. And yes, I, when, when I first posted about this, a very good mutual friend of ours who shall remain nameless for various reasons, messaged, WhatsApped me <laughs> and literally just said, hashtag Jackie January, God help you around January the 25th or so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> God help you. And I'm like, he's not wrong. I've so got, I've got my got my selection, and I'm like, eh. so the last Jackie Chan film I watched, new Jackie Chan film I watched was The Karate yeah. Kid in 2010, which actually, right. I mean, not including like um, Kung Fu Panda two, right? But actually, right. The Karate Kid in 2010, which isn't terrible. No, it's fine. And also, the other thing I should say is I'm really doing where he is at least the leader. And I know obviously he's very prominent in the Karate Kid. Yeah. So, But it's still not really his. Before that, I mean? like, Rush Hour yeah. 3, oh, which God, that's unbearable. is unbearable. terrible. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I remember watching that with Chris Regan in Brighton. Yeah. And we were sitting there going, what is this? Like the first two are, um, look, the first two are on the pile. They are entertaining films, regardless of how they stand up amongst his classics or whatever. Rush Hour 1 and 2 are definitely entertaining films. Like properly yeah. fun. Look, genuinely looking forward to having them on while I'm doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely fine. Uh, I believe Jenny likes them as well. Um, and and so fine. The third one is is utterly horrid. Yeah. It's a horrid I mean, it's been, it's been a pretty piss poor last 10 years. And that's me being... Yeah. Fucking generous, generous, right? And the, the thing, and the thing that blows my mind, and I shouldn't blow my mind because life is the number of times that a new film will come out. And of course, look, I, he, Jackie Chan deserves every success in the world. He, he has nothing to prove. Every success, like, like regardless. But the films have been terrible. And but see, uh, file it under. I shouldn't care. The number of times I go on social media, Vanguard is amazing. I'm willing to bet you that Vanguard is terrible. Like terrible. Like I'm willing to bet you it's terrible. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't. I shouldn't make assumptions, but I'm willing to bet it's a, to, a total. All of his films have been a total mess. He's barely in them, and stuff. And I'm not saying people shouldn't enjoy those films. I'm glad people enjoy. Some people say my favorite Jackie Chan film is The Tuxedo, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then you realise that this is the first one they probably saw of his. Yes. Do, do you know what I mean? And, well, and I like, told you the story. And he like, liked them. I yeah. told you, I told you the story that when I was at university and they did the one pound cinema day, I took like yes, everyone. In the Bronx. Yeah, I took everyone to see Rumble yeah. in the Bronx, and everyone was yeah. just like, "This is the best film ever," and I was like, yeah. "Hold my beer." Yeah, <laughs> and right. Put on and Rumble, Please Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx is a good one. Like Rumble it's a good one, Bronx damn good really, one, really good, good one. And 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 in fact, it's got better with age for me. Yeah, because when it first came out, I went, "That's all right," and I think I, I think I even told you I might have seen it in the last couple of years actually. I think we talked about it maybe briefly, and I'd for, it is much better than I'd remembered as a movie. So, <clears throat> yeah, so there you go. That that will go on the file, I'm sure. Um, and yes, you're right. Like I had the same situation. National Cinema Day. We all went along, and people had a blast. It was great. Yeah. Um, um, so my my suggestion yeah. is we don't go into two because we've got quite a detailed topic of conversation today. Mm. So we don't go into Jackie Chanery at such an early no. date of the month. I want to go yeah. into Jackie January at a more detailed date of the month where we can actually talk a bit more in depth and have a whole podcast about Jackie January because I'm really intrigued what those last couple of weeks are going to look like or last week. <laughs> yeah. So outside of Jackie January, what other films, what's your most recent film watches, Mr. Boyask? Yes, well, we made sure that we got some films down uh, yesterday, but maybe one second. So my most recent, recent film. Recent, recent film. Is Pixie. Oh, so I Did saw you, that a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I quite liked it. I would say, <clears throat> in fact, we both we both <laughs> liked it. Except it doesn't. It's one of films that doesn't quite work, but the cast are really great. Baldwin is fantastic in it. Baldwin's great. Um, he's Alec not in Baldwin, it enough. Not, he's not in it enough, but it doesn't just feel like a one scene thing. Like he's in enough of bits. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't feel like a like a. I reckon I had him for two days. Or yeah, they, it, days it wasn't like. a Bruce Willis in Hard Kill. No, here's no. a million pound and turn up. He actually he, made an effort. He's enjoying he's enjoying himself. His accent is terrific. I think there's not a trace of an American no. person in there. 
as a proper I, I was really surprised like how good that was because he's a good actor I wasn't surprised he's good but I was the accent he genuinely kept um engaging me uh, yep. I thought Olivia Cook and, and all of the, the two main guys were fantastic um and it was a kind of a fun road movie comedy crime film but that worked overall and it was nice to see like, well it's a bit loose also and I think also it doesn't quite it doesn't quite work in the end like like no, it I doesn't. enjoyed it I enjoyed it, and it was beautifully made. I would say I think it's really, really well made. Yeah, it could have been made in West in any time. If well, you like, okay. So this um, is my point, right? Yeah. This was if if this had come out in the nineties, post yes. pop fiction, yep. as a British pop fictiony type crime film that yep. we saw fucking thousands of around that time. I'm talking like Twin Town and all of those types of yep. movies. Yep. We would have gone. That is a solid. Seven to even an eight out of ten in the nineties. Yeah. Yes, and do you know the film that um, Jenny referenced was Shooting Fish? Do you remember Shooting yes. Fish? Yes, uh, yes, but Shooting Fish is one of my favourite British films. Yeah, but it's like around, but in that kind of oeuvre. Yeah, yeah that kind of oeuvre. Shooting Fish. By the way, if you haven't seen that, is infinitely better than Pixie, and it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I adore that yeah. film, and it's also got a brilliant soundtrack, which I still play to this day. Um, but no, it's a really good shout by Jenny, actually. But I thought. It was a film out of time. I thought if this had been made yeah. twenty years ago, I would have yeah. loved it. And as it was, it could have been made. It could have been made twenty years ago. Yeah. And do you know what? The other thing about that, and I was at, at one point, I was almost thinking, was this set twenty years ago? Because <laughs> yeah. because there's nothing in it. There's nothing. In it. But in many ways, that's a good thing. Like it almost makes yeah. it timeless. There's nothing in it that kind of dates it. Like as in, there's no, no. cell phones, if I remember correctly. I think I don't think there's any cell phones in it. No, I think you're right, um, actually. And I, I, if I recall, and like all of the tech, like anything like the guns, all like, it could be from almost any time. And yeah. I'm assuming that's on purpose, or is it just that the place they were filming it's just like that? Yeah, maybe. And um, I, and, and I, I found that quite good. Like I found that quite it, positive. The timeless, the timeless nature of it was quite cool. But um, but yeah, no, I I it was really weird. I enjoyed it. But have you ever seen the TV show Brassic? No, funny enough, I've got it lined up to watch because I've heard it's amazing. It's really good. This Joseph Gilgan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilgan, this basically yeah. feels like an episode of Brassic. Right. And and was, actually, there were parts of it. There were parts of it felt like Derry Girls as well. Yeah, and this is it. It's if this had been an hour-long episode of a TV show. Yeah. Or if this had been a TV show pilot. Yes. Yes. I would have gone. I'm all in on this. Yeah, I get you. I, for me, it was just a film that was. I gave it a six out of ten. I thought it was. Same. I, I thought it was six. enjoyable enough. There was another it problem was, with it. <clears throat> yeah. Good. I gave it six as well. I gave. There was one other issue with it, which not the biggest deal by the time you're halfway through the movie, but the information you need about what actually is going on comes like ten to fifteen minutes too late. Yeah. In the like, like it doesn't. Yeah, it's hard to explain what that just just in terms of what's actually happening. The background comes something like ten to fifteen minutes too late in the movie. But I was enjoying cast. it enough, and it's a it really great cast. And in yeah. fact, yes, yeah, everyone in it, like performance, even like you know that altar boy they meet outside that that, yeah. that, that gas there, he's fucking amazing. That the young boy who kind of who kind of mind fucks, he kind of mind fucks him before they leave. Like about you know why does God not want you to have sex? Oh. All that stuff. I oh, was really really good. Was I really never good. knew that Olivia Cook was English. Yeah, she's from Manchester or Oldham or something. Never knew that. Um, yeah, I she's think, very good in I think Olivia Cook is yet to make a, her great film. I, I think I there's agree. a great performance yeah. in her. I don't yeah. think she's done it yet, but I think she is very good. Um, cool. Good. Light Pixie. So the most recent new film, and in fact, I'm going to do two new films this week, because otherwise I'm mm -hmm. just going to be talking about another Harry Potter film. Um, okay, yeah. Same. We did film, all of those. Oh, did you? Oh, Christ, you're well ahead yeah. of me. Um, yeah. My most recent new film I've seen is Promising Young Woman. Oh, I've heard about this. It's really, it's it's good, actually. It's not brilliant, but it's good. There's something about it that didn't hold my attention as much as I wanted it to. But mm. produced by Margot Robbie, who I think is shaping up to be quite an interesting filmmaker yeah. in, in her own right, let alone kind of like the fact she's also a fantastic actress. But... She's producing some fantastic films. I, Tonya, I know we've gone through this before. I, Tonya is absolutely superb. And absolutely superb. I'm genuinely interested by what she's going to do with the Barbie movie. But she's a doing sentence Barbie I movie. never thought I'd say. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's starring in and making a, a Barbie movie. And normally okay. I would go, what the fuck? What, what yeah. the fuck, motherfucker? Uh, but I'm like, actually, she's like... 
Oh, and apparently she's producing a new Tank Girl film. You see, that's exciting. Please tell me she's playing Tank Girl. Please tell me she's playing Tank Girl. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, can she differentiate it enough from Harley, if you know what I mean? But she would be brilliant as Tank Girl, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She'd be amazing. I mean, she wouldn't... Like, they'd probably benefit from doing a much less um, well-known actress. Right. But so then again, if, she, she's the one who she's the one who'll get it made though. Yeah, but no, I mean she as a yeah, I mean, but wow, I mean that'd be amazing. But anyway, so it's a really interesting film. I thought that um Carrie Mulligan was very good. It's very dark. I mean, like okay. the, the the last half an hour is just just, just you, you sit there and you just go, where the actual fuck is this go? Because it gets to a point and you're like, Well, that's probably the end of the film, right? And it's like, oh no, no! It's like, no, we've got a little bit more for you. And it, it, so, it, so by the end of it, you're just like, okay, that was a really clever ending. I think it takes a little bit too long to get where it needs to go. Clancy Brown's in it as well. Yeah, he is. Um, and there's really and like, there's like a load of people in it that you just kind of go, oh, it's him, and oh, it's him, and oh, it's him, and people I can never remember the bloody names of, but no, yeah, that's good though. But yeah, so it's a really interesting film. Um, I really like it. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, not much more to say about it than that. Who else is in the cast? There's some really... In- Hold on. Because, like, I had to keep checking the IMDb because there's so many bloody people in it that I'm just well, like... That Adam, oh, Brody, Adam Brody, Jennifer Coolidge, Christopher Mintz-Platz. Yep. Um, Connie Britton. The guy that plays... Uh, Alison Breeze in it. The guy that plays um, yeah. Schmidt from... Oh, it's Max Greenfield. Max Greenfield. Max Greenfield. can never remember the guy's name. Yeah. Really good cast. And like most of them are just in it for a little bit, but it's it's kind of the best way to put it is it's kind of a very <clears throat> odd revenge movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. It's definitely not a dark like they pitch it as a dark comedy, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't really buy it as a dark comedy, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's a good film. Ross, you're next up. So my 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 new old film that isn't a Jackie Chan film, but we did watch it oh, day before last, to be fair. Is right. <clears throat> I watched this for how did this get made? You know the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I when I said what it was, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, what? you know, you go, "What is?" It? I don't mean because it's a bad film, but it's a Kenneth Branagh film called "Love's Labour's Lost," as in the Shakespeare film. Obviously. Now I've got to say, I could, first of all, I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to buy a DVD from Amazon for like one twenty one pound twenty six, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. I couldn't find it in any other form. I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it stream. Couldn't couldn't find it anywhere. Love's Labour's Lost as a play would be about four and a bit hours long. Apparently, yeah. The film is bang on ninety minutes, right? The cast, hmm. Right. Have you first of all have you seen it? Well, now here's an interesting one. I think I may no, actually no, I haven't. No, two thousand. No, right. but I it's from two thousand. The cast, which is an interesting cast, is uh, Alessandra Nivola, Alice Silverstone, uh, Natasha McElhone, Branner, of course, uh, Carmen Ajogo, Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Wow. Yeah. Adrian yep. Lester. Adrian Lester, Emily Mortimer, Richard Bryce, Gerald McEwen. Like it's there's a good Nathan Lane who is Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall, like it's got an amazing cast. It's it is ninety minutes, so there's three hours of play gone, right? <laughs> but also that ninety minutes contains like at least ten musical numbers. Wow! Like 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 great American songbook numbers. Like <coughs> um, there may there may be trouble ahead. Okay. Like sort of thing. Uh, uh, there's um there's no business like show business like that, which is Nathan Lane, which is very very good. That's very good. Almost none of the numbers. Here's the weird thing: I actually really enjoyed it, but it's really bad. Like it's really, 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 really bad. Like, like I feel like it's not anywhere because no one wants anyone to see it. It was made for right. So I found is that it's made for thirteen million dollars, which in two thousand isn't a terrible. It's nothing. It's not. It's nothing, but it's not terrible. Like there's you can. It's all shot on sound stages. There's no outside. Like it's all. Like it looks like a play, right? It's like a really lavish place. This is genuinely sounding terrible, by the way. It is terrible. It is terrible, but I really enjoyed it. It's the only way I know how to explain it. Branner is playing the same age as Matthew Lillard. Like, so he's 20 years older than everybody. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is very strange. Um, um, how else? Uh, all of the singing and dancing is being done, except for Nathan Lane, who is a song and dance man, is being done by people who aren't song and dance people. 
which I sort of like. Like I sort of like it. Like it's so it's incredibly basic choreography. Like like I could be in the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could sincerely I couldn't sing, but I, yeah. so it's like it's 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 really bad, but I really properly enjoyed it. But I know it's really bad, and I don't I don't know how else to do it. It like yeah, I'll leave it there because. <laughs> so, 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 sorry, sorry. The thing I, I didn't say though, it was made for thirteen million dollars. It's opening weekend. It made twenty four thousand dollars. Wow! And its total total worldwide price was around three hundred thousand dollars. And I'm not like, surprised I mean, by the sound of it because Branner lost his free picture deal with Miramax after that. Apparently. Well, you know, that was probably a nice time to lose a deal with Miramax. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. So anyway, it was like wow. Like I think I think Branner has always struggled like trying to do that Shakespearean thing because he, he's done one well and then others not so oh, well. Oh, I'd say Henry V and Hamlet are both amazing. I think Henry V and Hamlet. I, I wasn't thinking either of those two, to be fair. I think it's because oh, I just don't we... like Shakespeare. Okay. I, but I, I, I know this say... sacrilege to say, but I find Shakespeare no, stuff true. quite dull. But like, for example, just very quickly, because the other film we watched recently, not to spin on too long, is we watched Peter's Friends. And I loved Peter's Friends. I think at, at uni I wouldn't have liked it because it was made in 92. I don't think I'd have liked it back then, but now I adore The cast are incredible. And it's this really bittersweet comedy drama, which I really enjoyed. Henry V was his first directing credit. Much Ado About Nothing as well. I love Much Ado yeah, About Nothing. Yeah, Much Ado About Nothing is the one I like. I, lo I love it. I, I love yeah. that film. That's the one I like. So, but I think, you know, I just, I just think he, he sometimes pigeonholes himself into making these, like, these kind of very stagey shows and the prop the, the problem is what well, you know they just they don't always if you're a stagey director making a stagey film about a stagey yeah. play yeah. you end up making a, a, a film that actually just feels like someone's filming a stage play and well this is see that's the thing this that i think that sometimes that can work although most of the time i agree but, it doesn't like but, a lot of the time you go it's supposed to be a film so what are you doing but why? love's labor's lost well here's the thing love's labor's lost to me because he, he look, he's just done Hamlet at that point. Yeah. He's done Frankenstein, which was successful. <laughs> Much ado about nothing. It was uh. successful. Like, um, like most of his films have been successful up to that point. And you get the feeling that Love's Labour's Lost is, is Branagh kind of going, I can do anything. I yeah. Can, is I, that I'm, I'm very clever. I'm very, of... clever. I'm very clever, and I can I can mix the Great American Songbook with Shakespeare. But you know what I mean? Um, basically, it's like what it's like it sounds folly. like it's like his folly. It sounds like what he's done is he, he, he had an attempt at doing Hamilton years before Hamilton was actually made, right? It's like... I mean, kind that, of, it's sort of, I mean, it doesn't... Also, it's all set in World War Two, which is very straight. Like, oh. the whole thing just doesn't... Yeah, it's very... Oh. It anyway, let's move on. Um, mm. I thought no one listening to this podcast will be thing. listening to Love's Love Labour's here's the thing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't say don't see it, because I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I'd be really curious to hear from people. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't think anyone listening to this podcast is going to be listening to it, but prove me wrong, people. Yes. Um, I watched yesterday The Last Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Documentary about The Last Blockbuster. Although it's not a documentary about The Last Blockbuster, actually. It's half a documentary about Blockbuster video and then half a documentary about The Last Blockbuster. It's like 85 minutes. It's pretty decent. I rented it off Google Play Movies for £1.49. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Like, it's literally probably the first movie I've rented in... Well, actually, I say that I've done two this two over the last couple of months because I had to rent Love Actually on Boxing Day because my Blu-ray didn't work in my PlayStation for some reason. I and told you that I'd watched that finally, didn't I? You, you did. You did. And you loved it. Loved it. Loved it's a brilliant it. Film, isn't it? It's brilliant. And it yep. grows. Yep. If you love it now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. In 10 years I'm time when you've watched it every Christmas, infinitely better. Uh, yeah, despite sure. all of its flaws. And it has so many flaws. That's um, kind of what I mean about Love's Labour's Lost, sort of. Like, as in, because you watch it continuously going... Stop talking well, about they, the Branagh film that no one's no, going to watch. No, because what I'm getting at is you just continuously go, why did they do this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Going, yeah, and why, why have we wasted 20 minutes talking about it? Anyway. Because so why did they do it? Last Blockbuster, really interesting look at Blockbuster. Um, and anyone that, that has that kind of affinity for video shops. I was talking to my wife about this, talking to Zoe about this, and I'm saying... She's like, she's like, I just don't have that affinity with video shops. I said, no, you don't, because you didn't go into a video shop and spend half an hour talking to the clerk about what was the right. new releases and what yep. that film with Brian Bosworth that sat on the fifth shelf down from the bottom that literally no one has ever touched is about. And, you know, you didn't go in there and, and utter the words, 
You know, what's what? Give me an action film. You know, I don't yeah. care what it is. Just give me an action film. And that's how I discovered um, Never Too Young to Die, which still remains one of my right. favorite 80s films of all time, despite the fact it's fucking terrible. Um, you know, it's it's how I discovered films like Empire Records. It's how I discovered Brian Bosworth. You know, I have such an affinity to those days. So knowing that this is I like, I've, I like, I like how Brian Bosworth centric this conversation's become. I don't think Boz gets enough it's all about credit, Brian, It's all about Brian Bosworth. Look, I went in there one day and there's a film called Stone Cold. I went in there a couple of weeks later and there's a film amazing. called One Tough Bastard. I'm like, Bastard. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And that's the only time it got released with that title. You turned to like North's War or One Man <laughs> Yeah, Army. it was crap it after that. Um, one but like, Tough Bastard. And also, also, not to get off track, but Stone Cold is one of the greatest action films of the 90s. It is. It's so it is. lean. It's awesome. Awesome. I remember it's watching awesome. that in a double bill with um with Action Jackson, and I was just like, That's great. like two of the most <laughs> life lean. Doesn't, life doesn't get better. No, life they are two not. of the most lean and well structured low budget action films you're going to see. Also, also, Stone. Cold I need to watch Action Jackson the by the way. I love you that. Do. That's amazing. Stone Cold has the best motorcycle chase of all time with the most continuity errors oh my like, God, like so from shot errors. from shot to shot with mostly about William Forsyth's character. Yeah. Like it's... bandana. Bandana and shades, no bandana. No shades. Bandana and shades. No bandana, no shades. Bandana, just like, no clothes, from, clothes. Like, from, shot, from shot to shot. Like just they just don't care at all. There's literally it's one so where he's naked brilliant. and they cut to Pretty it. Much. But um, yeah naked no, covered in Nutella or something. Like, <laughs> Stone Cold is so lean. It's like 78 brilliant. minutes or something ridiculous. It's but it brilliant. feels like it's brilliant. a 12-hour long action film with the amount of stuff it's, it's got in it. Anyway, yeah, so... Also, Lance, I, Lance, Lance Hendrickson's best line as well. My dad... I remember, it's times like this, I remember my daddy's last words to me. Son, put down that gun, it's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking amazing line. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. Um, what's that in the double bill of Action Jackson and your life will oh, be yeah. infinitely better? Yeah. Anyway, last blockbuster. It's an it's an all right documentary. It doesn't really go too much into the the the, the last blockbuster, and it kind of sticks with the family. And I wanted a bit more. The interesting thing of note, though, is I interviewed Lloyd Kaufman about um, oh. about blockbuster, and I don't know if this was deliberately staged in this way, but I've always liked Lloyd Kaufman. I've met him a couple yeah. of times. He's always come yeah. across as a relatively decent guy. I know people that have worked with him, uh, that speak very highly of him. Yeah. In this documentary, he comes across as a complete and utter prick. Oh. And they even reference the fact that he's a prick. Like, they ask him to do the thing where they go, hi, I'm Lloyd Kaufman, I'm president of Troma, rather than putting the caption on screen. And he basically has an argument with them about he doesn't want to do it. And they keep it all in the right. documentary, which I think is quite funny. Yeah. And I, I just, he does not come out of it well. And I don't know if it was deliberate. It may right. have been deliberate, but either way, I was like, oh, oh, Kaufman's. He, he might be just getting a bit, he might just be getting a bit grumpy. Remember, he did write that book, Make Your Own Damn Movie, which is crazy. I love that. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. look, it's worth a watch. If you've got any affinity to that kind of thing, it's interesting. Um, you know, it, it, it's worth a watch. Anyway, whew, fucking hell. <laughs> we've got to the main topic yet. So we're going to talk about 2021 films. And rather than doing what we normally do, which is break down per month, I said to Ross, let's just talk through our 10 most anticipated movies. And we won't do the punt rule. Invariably, we're going to talk about the same films. I've not really put mine in much of an order other than maybe the top two that I'm most anticipating for the year. Other than that, I'm pretty loosey-goosey on this one. Um, so we'll just Ooh. go like 10. We'll just go like... I'll do a film, you do a film, I'll do a film, you do a film. And then if we cross over, it doesn't really matter. We can just talk about that I've film done, and I'll just I've done a top, list. I've done, I've done a top 10 and I've done like honourable mentions as well. Of course you have. Well, because I thought, you know, there's, there's a lot come, There's a lot to look forward to, to be blunt. As long as cinemas actually remain open. Right, right. do you know what? Well, I didn't bother with an honourable... I, I tell you what, I can do an honourable mention. Hold on. It's loads. <laughs> it's absolutely Yeah, loads. but let's not just list films because feedback is no, always, no. always boring when we just list. So let's 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 give a couple of honourable mentions and then we'll kind of go on to our main list. Okay. After you, sir. Give us your honourables. Oh, I see. I've got like ten. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm gonna list them. I don't care because <laughs> like, it'll take me like a minute to list all of them. Uh, these are my honourable mentions: No Time to Die, uh, A Quiet Place Two. Fast and Furious 9, uh, Shang-Chi with huge reservations. Huge reservations. In fact, you could apply that to any new Marvel film coming out, barring one I'm about to mention. 
Because who the fuck wants to watch the Eternals? Does anyone care? Anyone? List. Uh, List. Right. Anyway, point is, Shang-Chi with huge reservations. Candyman. You're, you're actually listing half the films that are on my main list, but carry on. Well, fine. It doesn't matter. Nobody, which is becoming more and more interesting to me. What's Nobody? Uh, it's the, the Bob Odenkirk movie. Do you know about this? No. Never. Look up Nobody. It looks really interesting. Uh, the Mortal Kombat reboot. Curious. Uh, the Man from Toronto. Uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins, which I think could be very exciting. That, is that actually coming out? Because that's been listed yes, as it is. coming out yeah, for it's 10 coming years out. now. It's coming out, coming out in the, no, it's coming out in November, apparently. Uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, and the last yeah. one, because this kind of slightly goes against... Yeah, which I'm really excited about that film. The one I am curious about, which I didn't even know was happening this year, but it's the one Marvel film that gives me a bit of hope, is the new Spider-Man film. Yeah, do you know what? That's on my um, that's on my list of things. It's just that... I don't know. In, it's just it's just I don't know enough about. Well, it to, I think we know enough now. It. Apparently, it's got all three all three Spider Man in I, it. I know, but I'm still a little bit like okay. Like it's got <laughs> all the villains in it. I'm still hearing rumors that Gwen Stacy. Yes, and I'm hearing all MJ that might be in it. It sounds like, like it could be it could be a cl- could be a clusterfuck. That's my only. Well, idea. so there is a rumor. And the rumour is linked with the fact that Sam Raimi is obviously doing the next Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And there might have been something in that about why they've gone with Raimi and why Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man. The multi the multiverse. Yeah, multiverse and how it all works madness. together. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, actually, yeah. now, you've got, now you've got my Spider-Sense twinkling because Sam Raimi, yes. the best modern Sam Raimi films, other than... Um, Drag Me to Hell, which I still adore as a film for yes. all his faults, um, yeah. is like his two Spider-Man movies. He only made yes. two. The third yes, one was not did. him. No, I agree. No, we all know that it was So studio. I'm super intrigued by that film. I also get the feeling it could be yeah. a total clusterfuck. Um, mm-hmm. So I've, weirdly, this has missed my top ten, but only because I know nothing about it, which is the next Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, that's in my top ten, trust me. Um, and The Tomorrow War, which sounds... Really interesting. Oh, I don't know that one. That's like a um, Tomorrow War's like a, a bit more like a bit like. Um... Oh, is this the Chris Pratt one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, vague. I am quite. I didn't realize that was coming out this year. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think we can probably put the caveat of probably <laughs> on everyone. Right. Okay. It just it wasn't any of the lists that I looked at in terms of films coming out this year. But... Uh, it's still down on the IMDb. It's down as twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just looked up a load of lists, basically, about what's coming. July, out. apparently, 2021. So okay. let's uh, let's just go 10. And if there's one we want to talk about, we can talk about it. I'll go first, because yep. this one you've already mentioned, Candyman. I think, like, I like, I don't like Jordan Peele films, but... It's, I, not, I, his, it's not his film, is it? It's not actually his film. It, though, but. Yeah, but I mean, as in, I think everyone... Remember, for the longest time, it sounded like... They made it sound like he was directing it. Yes, they did. For sure. And then suddenly, no, it's not him. It's... By the way, I don't mind that. I've got no problem with that. I'm, sure, I'm very curious to see it. I think his films good. are very, very overrated. I, I, I still love Get Out, and I think Us was a, a uh, like a misstep, but it was sort of there was good stuff in it. I, 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 I yeah. still to this day think Get Out is overrated. I think it starts off really well, and it when it when you work out what it's all about, I was just like, really, that's shit. Um, but yes, but. But I really like Candyman. And actually, I don't mind at least one of the sequels. Mm. And I, it holds up very, very well. And I think doing a modern twist with, like, it, it feels like something that is very timely for now. Right. Yes. So could work. Yes, it does work. So that's yes. my number 10. Or my, te- the, that, my, ne- my first film. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm doing it kind of in reverse. This is obviously, it's, all of this stuff is kind of interchangeable. My number 10 of all things, is a Dolph Lundgren film called Castle Falls. Because, because Dolph Lundgren is a really good director. And I think people realise that Dolph Lundgren is a very good director. His films as director have a real kind of peck and par, Walter Hill vibe going on. So it's, um, as I understand it, it's, it's a film starring Scott Adkins. Uh, they, they've just wrapped it not that long ago. And I'm just, I'm very curious about it because it, it, it sounds a bit like Trespass. The, uh, okay. the, the, the I... pitch is really simple. Rival gangs seek out millions of dollars to decide a luxury condominium that's scheduled to be demolished, but first they have to deal with a janitor who found the loot first. That to me is very trespass. to me is very trespass. Slightly treasure of Sierra, uh, the treasure of Sierra. Yeah. I don't know. It, 
pressure of Sierra Madrid. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, Lundgren's uh, Lundgren's an interesting, like an interesting filmmaker. Yeah, he's a good. He is a for real. Command I haven't seen was, like, What was the one we watched? I, mean, that I really liked. That's. I mean, six. Command's performance is silly. So he's the drama in a dialogue. No, it was, mission, was it Missionary Man? No, it was. Missionary Man is good. Uh, the Icarus. Russian Specialist is one of his best ones. Icarus is okay. Um, Mission, Missionary Man is is good. The Russian Specialist is. Um, it's also called the, the Mechanic. The Mechanic. Yes, I've seen that. It's, it's really superb. that's the one I'm thinking of. Really, yeah, really good. Really, really strong. Really, really strong. So I am. I am. Command performance was fine, by the way, but it was just really silly. Like because it was a diehard film, which he did yeah. really well. He directed it well, but the idea that the drummer of the band is is like the action. <laughs> So um, weird, but but it was fine. It was fine, but most of his other films have been very strong, like very strong. I'd like to see Scott Adkins start to fulfil some. And I know, I know, we won't discuss this for reasons, but I'd like to see mm. Scott Adkins start to fulfil some of the potential that he's shown, because yeah, I think the quality control is getting a little bit iffy at times. And we could do great oh, yes. films. Like Avengement, he is so fucking yeah. good in Avengement. Even though I yeah. wasn't a great fan of the film, yeah. apart from that fucking bar fight, which is one of the most insane fights I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I really liked Avengement. Like, but then for every Avengement, and I'm sure it's fine, the intergalactic adventures of Max Cloud just doesn't really grab me. Yeah, I can't. It's very hard for me to <laughs> No, and this is why I, this is why um, I don't want to talk about it. But but, I, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's like he has got so much promise, and I'd like to see him fulfill yeah. some of that. And I don't think it's going to be fulfilled by by doing that. Anyway, hopefully he'll be good in that. So my next one that's coming yeah. up is Black Widow. Um, I really like the trailer for this. I really like Scarlett Johansson. I really want to see a fucking Marvel blockbuster in the cinema. Probably why most of my films on this list are what you would consider to be blockbusters, because. I really want to see blockbusters on cinema again. I really want that loud sound. And, and I quite like the idea of Black Widow. I think it sounds good. I like Florence Pugh. I like... Um, yes. There's a lot to like, potentially. I'm Marvel's I not just, made a I'm shit very, film in a, in a long time, if ever. I feel like, I hate to say something like this, I feel like we're about to get a string of them. I hope, I hope I'm completely wrong. Um, I suspect I might be, because for the most part, you're absolutely right. They pretty much haven't given us a shit film yet. And apparently, Someone's... advanced word on on Wandavision is really good as well. Yes, I'm sure that's true. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm excited about all of that stuff. I just feel <laughs> the titles that have been coming up, that are coming up, are I, I don't look Marvel fan here, film fan here. Yeah, very uninspired, super uninspired. And when you look at a cast list, the casts are fine, but there's nothing interesting. Like no, not, you kind of go. So you've got all of these TV comedy people doing the Eternals. Good, like I'm, I like. Look, I love Kumail Nanjiani. Like I'm a big I, fan. I have no idea. I'm, I'm a big fan. Be. I'm a big. I, I look. It could be because I'm sitting here now going, mm, it could well be fucking amazing. And it could be we've doubted. Yeah, Most we've doubted it before. Strong. We've doubted yeah, yeah. Marvel before. When people said Chris Pratt, people were like, yeah. "What the fuck, really?" Yeah. And Bradley yeah. Cooper, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. And, yeah. and Vin Absolutely. Diesel in a Vin film. Diesel. Yes. And yeah. and a wrestler, yes. fuck off. That's never going to yeah. work. Yeah. 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 I have to say, yeah. the although, next one of although, Marvel films although, are my least inspired. Although, although James Gunn, I caveat with James Gunn because I'm a massive well, James Gunn fan. We have, a, have, massive, we have a massive James Gunn one on my list. Um, my my issue my issue is, yeah, it's a run of Black Widow followed by Shang-Zi, followed by um, The Eternals, and then Spider-Man. And I'm like, can we just get Spider-Man, <laughs> right? But, yeah, well, I feel like we don't know enough about it and this, that's why this, well this, got... this may be this this may be a good thing but it's because we know so little about any of these aside from black widow of course that you just go um but like they haven't released anything no and good and kind because... of go, i agree with that hopefully except but i've just got this weird thing in my gut going, no I, th I think they haven't uh, released anything because why would you why would you bury the lead on on your film that you've used to come if you release loads of stuff for the next marvel film before black widow's even out and it looks better yeah. than black widow you're yeah. basically shooting yourself in the foot. I like the fact we've had like a year and a half, two year break between Marvel films as well. I'm really hungry for a Marvel film. I agree with that. Anyway. I, I, you know, I, do, I do agree with that. If we don't want to make this podcast 12 hours long, we need to pick up the pace, my friend. Uh, Your next uh, film. So it's Raging Fire. It's a new Donnie Yen film uh, directed by Benny Chan, who unfortunately passed away very recently. Benny Chan's a very, very strong director. 
very strong director. Donnie Yen is a bit hit and miss, if we're honest, although he's <laughs> superbly talented. He's superbly talented. He's, the, he's never the bad thing in a film. But no. He's been a bit hit and miss lately. Um, there's always something to like. Like I don't, I don't think any of his films have been terrible, but they've been a bit patchy here and there. Um, but I you're talking about the If Man impressed. films, which um, run out a little well, bit. No, but I, but well, I, love, well, I love the first two. Um, but yeah, just oh. without getting too, you know, mate, what? he's st- he's starring in an adaptation, which I can only assume <clears throat> based on the title was an adaptation of the computer game Sleeping Dogs. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, that's really exciting. That's, that's really exciting. exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. So, so Raging Fire, Benny Chan, Donnie Yen, Nicholas C. There's, there's, some, there's a yeah. good, really good cast in it. I'm really excited about it. It's a, it's a shame that Benny passed away. Um, he's very much along the lines of, not that I like to make too many comparisons, but people like Ringo Lamb, like really hard yeah. films. He makes proper hard films. So, yeah, nice. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, next on my list, we have Halloween Kills. Yes, that's a pump for me. But yes, I'm absolutely. We're not well, pumping. We're, doing. we're not <laughs> doing pumping. I'm, I'm, I'm very much. Well, that's my number two. That's my number ah, two. nice. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I, I, I really like the first, the last one. I like the fact that even Jamie Lee Curtis is saying this is hardcore. Yeah, I just wish we didn't know that there were two being made. Yeah, I wish we didn't. Know, I wish we didn't know that there was two and three being made back to back. Because what you want is at the end of it, like. Michael Myers will conclude in Halloween right, will conclude yeah, exactly, in exactly, and then everyone yeah. goes oh, fuck but yeah no you, you are right you are right uh, next up but I'm very excited about it so my next up is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad okay yeah that's my number two um, ironically I think I if this could be for DC, this could be the DC film this could be like this Birds could, of Prey this could be the actual, yeah. almost there yeah, I agree. The funny, the second time around I watched it, I wasn't as excited about it as I was the first time. I still really like it. Like, I think it's solid. And the action was super. The last act is weak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, but the and, actual action is good. The action yeah, is good. and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is seriously miscast in that film. In fact, I'd say she's yeah. miscast in anything but a TV sitcom, and that's really rude. But I no, just but I have sort of see never that. rated I, her as an actress. No, but I, I do see that. There's no disrespect to her at all. It just, she's, I mean, she did a job, right? She did a job, a, but she was not the right actress for that part. No, and she's a, she's a, she's a decent TV level actress. She's definitely yeah. for me not a, a superhero. She's not like the uh, Black Canary. Right. Yeah. She was amazing. She made such an impression. She was, she was excellent. So yeah. yes, but I'm. I am very so. I am very particularly because it's gone, and he's written and directed it, and he's coming off of that shit with Marvel. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, so like, hopefully he's kind of. Yeah, this, you know, really this was his fuck and, you to Marvel. Off and taking, right when and a Marvel turned back. back round and went, actually, um, do, do you do you want to come? Do you want to come? Do you want to come back? Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up for me, last night in Soho. That was my next one. How <laughs> funny! That was exactly my next one. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, Weirdly. I think look. I think Baby Driver was excellent yep. um, and remains yes. being excellent. Yes. And, you know, despite the fact that, you know, it's got the spacey factor now, which does have an effect. And I can't deny the fact I find it very hard to watch. It doesn't affect me, to be honest. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know I, what that says about me. It, it doesn't just, affect me at all. It just makes me, not icky, but it just makes me go, oh, I'm just disappointed more than anything. Okay, it's fair enough. But it doesn't affect me enjoying the film. Um, and so, really so <laughs> he's done some great films as a director. Like Baby Driver yeah. is superb. Um, yes. Obviously, Shaun of the Dead is superb. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is very, very good. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, Hot Fuzz as, gets better all the time. Please. Yeah, I know. We've had this like so many yeah. times where you said you've watched a game that's even better because you hated it when it first came out. I, I did. It wasn't. I hated it. It's just I was really super disappointed in it. Like super disappointed in it for whatever reason. And the more I watch it now, and I do, like. I like it more and more. I, I, I still can't call it great. I don't know why. I just can't call it great. But like, it doesn't reach short of the dead heights at no, all. But you know what does right? Because that was no, you're right. Special. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. I wasn't sold by Scott Pilgrim. I'm still not. And I think no, the world's I, end I, is I still think it's terrible. I think Scott Pilgrim is 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 not good at all. I get why people. I know there's some people who love it. The world's end for me is one of those weird things where I love the first half hour. Like I've watched yes. it again recently. Yes, Simon I love the first half hour. Peg being a cunt is brilliant. Well, flipping, sort of flipping the, the Nick Frost Simon Peg roles. Yeah, very yeah. clever. And um, that that amazing line where in somewhere 
towards the mid- middle where Nick Frost, they walk back into the pub and Nick Frost is saying, I don't care what anyone says, nothing is nothing so far has been better than Smashy Smashy Eggman or something like that, which is just really, really funny. Um, and But, you know, the thing that ruins it is the aliens. Like, like I almost just wanted to see them have a night out. I didn't really care about. I think, aliens. I think the thing that ruins is it is that ruined it is they thought they were make they 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 were all going in thinking we're making the best funniest film ever. And when you go in making yeah. it, and you know that they had a massive riot mm. on set and are having a big laugh and yep, sure and and none of that translate anyway. This isn't a dissuade. Well no. I think the, the last, last act night is so the last act and the last act is terrible. Yeah, terrible. I remember. Yeah. I think I saw it with you and Phil at the cinema, and I don't think I yeah, laughed once. Right. Um, no. But great cast, Anya Taylor-Joy, Diana Rigg, Matt Smith, yes. Terence Stamp. You know, it's a good cast. I'm really looking forward to One Night in Soho. Your, oh, uh, oh, that was your number seven as well. So my next one yes. is A Quiet Place 2. Hey, I don't get to have my go. Yeah, because that was your number seven. So we go back to number my, the number six, because we punted. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. So what was your one? <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah, you can, no, yeah, we were both at the same time at that one, weren't we? So yeah. my next one is A Quiet Place 2. Yes, mine was, uh, uh, that was Honourable Venture for me, but I am very excited about seeing it. The first one was am, genuinely yeah. very good. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to see how they how they uh, move that one on. So, yeah, quite a place yeah. two for me. Next up for you, Mr. Boyask? The Many Saints of Newark. Ah. Because, because, uh-huh. well, because, not fun, but... right. Well, because, I don't know if I've told you this, we, I finally watched The Sopranos, all of it. What? So I, How I the fuck have you done yeah, eighty Jenny, hours of the Sopranos Jenny, in like Jenny three and I, weeks? Yeah, Jenny. Well, no. Well, actually, when did we finish? We finished it. Was it last week or a week before? Maybe we finished it a couple of weeks ago, and we just steamed for it. Like I think I told you before this. I'd only watched I think three episodes. The first episode when it was sort of first on the rape episode because Mum and Dad were it was like there was a whole hullabaloo about it in the papers or something. Wow, that, that episode is. Yeah. Well, out of context, though, because I watched it just individually, I just went, I mean, it was it was upsetting. The incident was upsetting. But because I didn't really understand what else was going on, it didn't really... Do you know what's brilliant me. about that episode and yeah. why it didn't work for you out of context is because you, <clears throat> you wouldn't have understood how her not saying anything when right. she had the power Affects to kill everything. that guy. Yes, yes exactly. But she chose to not use that exactly. power. yes. Yes, what an very, impact yeah. and what a dramatic beat that. You've got the, one of the most powerful yes, gangsters... Huge. And you'd only have to give him the nod and he would... Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fact she yeah. almost did it and didn't. And you've got all that yeah. history that builds up to that. Yes. That is one of the most, I think, one of the most brave calls that there is no justice for her. Yeah, yeah. At any point in that TV show. I agree. No, I, I completely agree. I completely that agree. is what so makes Jen- The Sopranos brilliant. Yeah. So Jenny and I... And also, I had watched the last episode, but I, when we saw the last episode again... I didn't. Re- I I remembered it completely wrong. I don't know what was going on. Why would you I, watch I, I, the first episode, the rape episode, and the last episode? You are <laughs> fucking <laughs> bizarre. <coughs> I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, this is a long. This is a long time. I've had the box set forever, like forever, and I can't remember exactly why. But Jenny said, "Let's just watch it." I, it was on her recommendation, and I, I've I've always been up for watching it at some point. But oh, because my recommendation over the last twenty me. years wasn't good uh-huh. enough, right? <laughs> if she hadn't, but if she hadn't, but if she hadn't urged me to do it, it would have just sat there still. Like I've I've been meaning to watch it, like I have just you know it's just sitting there. It's good. Anyway, it? it is it is absolutely extraordinary, and we've been listening to the Sopranos podcast, obviously, and that is absolutely extraordinary. It is as well. amazing. It We're is seeing amazing. them live this year in Brighton. Oh wow. They're doing they're in Brighton. Did you not Are know? They? Yeah. No. Um, if there's tickets available, I'll find it. Talking with the Sopranos in Brighton. Yeah, Steve Sharipper, Michael Imperioli, and Big and Pussy. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, in conversation. Here we go. Yeah, in conversation. So um, they're doing they're doing the Palladium in June. When are they doing it in Brighton? Twenty second of June, and there are tickets available. I've got it here. I'm going. I'm finding ways now. Do it I'm finding ways. I'm getting. I'm buying them right now. I'm doing it while we're talking. What um, row are you in? Uh, hold on, I, I, let's not be talking about that one on the podcast. I'll message you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's happening now? What's happening now? Because I'm buying the tickets now. I'm not joking. Oh, I'm buying. Right, they're not going to sell what's out happening? in five minutes. Let's finish the podcast, then do it, and I'll tell you what seats. All right, fine, fine. Really it's the greatest, really, really the greatest TV show ever made, and it holds yes, up. I'm really we're re-watching it now, and we're, yes. we're, we're it watching it on up, pace with the podcast. It's timeless. It's timeless. Yeah. 
it's and timeless. like I, it doesn't it doesn't feel dated at all. Pine Barrens is one of the best episodes yes. of a TV ever. It was absolutely amazing. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. And yeah, Pine Barrens was extraordinary. The cast are phenomenal. Um, yes. the cast are oh, actually faultless. By the way, the best DVD bonus on the DVD is the making of Cleaver. Oh, so I've not seen. I've done the. They do it in. They do it in character. It's on the last disc if you've got Brilliant. a full box set. Yeah, it's literally an in character behind the scenes on Cleaver. Brilliant! It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's just phenomenal, and it gets and it builds and builds and builds, and the characters build and build. Anyway, so no. So, 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 so all... the point. So the point being, I'm looking forward to the many states. Yeah, many states in Newark is on my list as well, and the fact that it's um, David Chase who hasn't really done anything since The Sopranos. No. It's like it's about um it's about Dickie Moltisanti, uh Chris's dad, and obviously James Gandolfini's kid is playing Jan is playing Tony Soprano. That's insane. That's it just it's I, I just cannot fucking wait, quite frankly. Um yeah. cool. My next one is No Time to Die. It's on my list. Um I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, I mean that's why I put it as an honorable that's why I put it as an honorable. I don't just let's get on with it. It's let's Bond. Get, get I just it. want to fucking see it, right? Your next film. Yeah. Uh Death on the Nile. I'm really excited about it. The trailer was really good. I'm a big fan of the Murder on Orient Express, but like I've said before, only when I saw it the second time. It yeah, took I me the second time to really like it. And 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 recently, I think I told you about it, Jenny and I. We rewatched the originals, the, well, the seventies versions, which are both terrific. Um, and so I'm really hyped for it. Like, like as in, I don't know. Like I've I finally it took me the second time on the Murder on the Orient Express one to really hit it right, and. It's just ever since then I'm like, it's a great film. I know it's not for everyone, like you know, it's a bit long and all of that stuff. But I really like it, so I'm really excited to see the next one. Like I'm just, it's just, I, I'm just really excited about it. I and I've told you this before. I genuinely fell asleep whilst I was watching it in the cinema. Stay with me I, on the first one. Stay with me on the first one. And I, I, I don't think that's any. That's no disrespect to, um. To the film, I think I was just, I think, I, I think, I don't like, don't get me wrong, I don't think the film was amazing. Um, no. I think it was okay, but I, I need to see it again. I will watch it again. Um, a Death on Now, again, it's Kenneth Branagh. He, he's the problem is, the problem is, the problem is, can I forgive him for Artemis Fowl? And the answer is right now, no. Completely understand. Completely understand. His copy block is block. block I know what I'm trying to say. I I feel like I I honestly feel like that that film wasn't his. Like I just I just feel like that wasn't his film at all. Like he did I, it as a job. Yeah. And there's no excuse. There's no excuse. <laughs> I'm not excusing him. But um, I feel like that was not him. Like he just did could it. be right. Um, next up for me is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, uh, that's on my list as well. In fact, that was my next one. So yes, I'm um, super look, excited, and I want to know, and I want to know as little as possible. Yeah, and we we know that the cast are going to be back, and we know that this is like set in the prime Ghostbusters universe as opposed to the other one, which we don't mm -hmm. talk about because it was shit, not because mm -hmm. it had women in it, had nothing to do with that. It no, just right wasn't you see, good. I. I found that film fun, but it, well, I can't call it a good film. Like I, I enjoyed it. Again, I fell asleep in that as well. I, I like. I got to a point where I was just like, I'm so fucking bored. I'm just gonna just close my eyes for five minutes. And I woke up and I was like, like, I'm still not laughing. I and I, yeah. I kind of almost walked out and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just finish just because I've paid. But I, it just so unengaging because it just was such a lifeless copy of what was a two great films. And yes, the second one is great. So um, that just leaves one film for me. How many films you got left? Uh, that's a good question. One, uh, I have two. Okay, give us your next one. In the Heights, Lynn manuel Miranda's uh, oh, film. Oh, I totally even forgot about that. Very, very, very. So I've seen the trailer, which I loved, and I've never, ever seen it. So I, I've never seen the play or anything. So I am very, very excited. Ooh, is that coming to? Uh, is that like cinema? Or is that Disney Plus or? Uh, I believe it's cinema, as far as I know. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really guessing that you, you like, you've either completely dissed my number one, or something has really gone wrong, and you've put Top Gun Maverick as your, your most anticipated film of the year. <laughs> no, no, that's not what's happened. See, it's not on any of your lists, Ross. Any of them what? at all? It didn't even make your honourable mentions. 
what Top Gun? Yeah. Are, are you being serious? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, put aside Top Gun, right? Put aside <laughs> Top Gun. This is yes. so. If I pitched you Tom Cruise in a film about planes where he's so gone off the fucking radar that he's actually flying military jets for the film. Yes. And it's a film about military jets fighting military jets with Tom Cruise, an action yes. film. You're telling me if I had no association, if you hadn't known that Top Gun, the original Top Gun existed, that that wouldn't be one of the most exciting films of the year. I don't care. You do. <laughs> you do. It's Tom Cruise flying fighter jets in a film about <laughs> fighter jets. They don't make fighter jet movies anymore. They've made three fighter jet movies in the history of fucking modern cinema. Top Gun, Iron Eagle, and Iron Eagle Two, and two of them were fucking shit. And it wasn't Top Gun. I know, but the others just aren't films. They're just terrible. That like mostly it's stock. It's really bad stock footage of like. Anyway, let's not let's not talk about the Iron Eagle movies. But like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> if I pitched you that movie now and said it was a Mission Impossible movie, you'd go, "I am all in on that." But because it's Top Gun, you're like, "No, I don't want to watch well, that's, it." That's that's because that Mission Impossible Seven is my most look forward to film. <laughs> if I had to pick one Tom Cruise movie to see this year, it'll be Top Gun Maverick. Okay, but for me, it's the it's the Mission Impossible. I, I get that. I just do, do you know the only reason I haven't played it. I, I don't know why it didn't make my list. I don't know why I'm less excited. Do you know what I think it is? I've rewatched all the Mission Impossible films recently, and actually, some of them are some of them are a lot more boring than I remember. I, okay, I mean, I don't find that, but all right. They're, just, <laughs> like, they're not. I'm very excited about what he's doing next. You know, they're not very well paced. Like Mission no, Impossible goes. Mission Impossible 3 is brilliant. 4, which is Ghost Protocol, maybe? Or is it Rogue Nation? 4 is uh, Rogue Nation, I think. Rogue Nation. I think like, so, yeah. Or is it, or is it Ghost Protocol? No, it's Ghost Protocol. It's fine, but there are swathes of that movie that are quite boring. Um, oh. Like Mission Impossible 5 is again it's a good film but like and every one of the mission impossible films everyone without fail like without fail the mi force gets disbanded and when you watch them back to back you're like they literally spend every seven films being disavowed by their own beat it's like it'd be like if bond well, left the bond service mi5 is this also mi6 is also known Every single film, every single yeah, film is about kind of, Bond. But, hang on, that's what, but that's that. But Daniel Craig is ninety nine percent rogue. Yeah, and that's why Daniel Craig like, films just don't work. I want to see him. I want to see him like just do a mission for the government. Yeah, and like, I want to see Mission Impossible Eight be about them doing a mission backed up by the MI force, well, not yeah, doing it kind of like by themselves. I, I again, that said, I am looking forward to it. I think I think I, I probably should wait. put it on my list. But actually, you know, it's surprising that the Mission Impossible films, if you are re-watching them, I found them mostly to be solid sevens. Yeah. And I just remembered them being better, other than Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible 6. Yeah, I mean, 6 one is actually amazing. 6 one, like, like the fight with Henry Cavill in the toilet. Yeah, is incredible. Awesome. And Liang. Um, look, before we go and um, we wrap this up, for good. I just want to pick up one thing with you. Um, I'm only on episode two of Karate Kid Cobra Kai season three, the garage <laughs> fight. <laughs> yes, fucking amazing. Just because you you tweeted about it and I was like fucking amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Oh dear. It's just it was the most 80s fight I think I've seen outside of well, probably the karate kid. Great, it's great. It's actually really it reminded me almost of like a mission, like from Mission of Justice. Yes, yes, that's it. It was like, the, like all those eighties films. Yeah, all those eighties films that used to give me on VHS starring Cynthia Rothrock. I was just like, this is like, this is this reminded me of uh, this felt like China O'Brien. I don't know why. I, what's I amazing? Well, what's amazing? There's an amazing moment at the end of that fight because they're sort of fighting back to back, which was so fucking good. And then you haven't seen the end of the season yet, right? No, no, no. Right, I won't, I've I won't literally not seen past this episode. Oh. 
Oh, okay, all right, right. So, so I won't spoil anything, but but watch it all, fucking hell. Um, um, there's a moment at the end of that fight because they're finally watch it all. Like I'm going to stop now. <laughs> just, just hurry, hurry up, though. Hurry up. Hurry. Right. Up. <laughs> the, point, the, point, the point is, is this this amazing moment when uh, Zabka's finished with his guy, like with the last guy. He's done. Yeah. And he turns around to see what Macho's doing, and he sees what he's about to do, and he helps him. Yes, he, he sweeps the guy's leg. What he sweeps the guy's leg. Leg whilst Macho does a kick. Wild match. Yes, and it was fucking fantastic. By the way, and the editing like, on that alone, the editing to tell that story properly. Yes, was fucking excellent. My excellent. my one caveat on that fight, and I did it did not affect it in the slightest for me. Mm. My one caveat was. Could you have made the double any more obvious? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, his double was literally a foot taller, two stone lighter, and like probably twenty years younger. And it blatantly showed. Like every time it cut to him, it's like, well, he's thinner and looks nothing like Ralph. Right. <laughs> and it, but but yet that also made it more perfect. Absolutely fine because it's a real person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a real person. Um, yeah, it's that's fine. it. It's it's great. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Cobra Kai in great depth. Um, mate, the fact you've watched The Sopranos after all these years and you've booked tickets um, very close oh, yeah, to my yeah, seats, yeah. Um, I, I just have. noticed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Very yes, close, yes, which yes. is great news. Um, yes. Where can people find out more about you, Ross? Uh, they can join us at the Talking Sopranos in uh, <laughs> yeah, June in Brighton. Best. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, um, really good. Thank you for paying me. Uh, at Ross Boyesk on all the social things, uh, at Evo Films UK on all the social things for Evolutionary Films. We have films coming out soon, so that's quite cool. Uh, more films, I should say. Uh, and then at Vengeance Film UK uh, on all the social media things to follow for Vengeance Film franchise. You know, stuff. Stuff. Uh, uk. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Phil Quick Review, on uh, Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies, hashtag Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Uh, and um, don't forget to uh, like, rate, review on however, wherever you're listening to this. It'd be great to get some more reviews up. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back uh, probably next week where we might start to catch up on Jackie Chanuary, or we might just mm -hmm. dedicate a whole episode to uh, The Sopranos and Cobra Kai. Either way, That'd be amazing too. <laughs> either way, yeah, I mean, like literally, which where can you go? Because the Sopranos has so much to talk about that we just couldn't do today. Um, I think it's criminal that Ross has not picked Top Gun Maverick as his favorite Tom Cruise movie of 2021. <laughs> um, but hey, there is no accounting for taste. However, you will still be coming down to Crawley to watch it in the IMAX with me. Of course, I will. Yeah, definitely. No or I'll be coming up to um or I'll be coming up to Waterloo to that, watch the their, IMAX. That there that there London. Yeah, the BFI IMAX would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really great. Uh, and that for that one, we might invite anyone that's listening, and I will give you my seat numbers. Uh thanks for listening. We'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>